Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> BFFT. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with a bald face truth. Oregon State had USC. Had them on their heels, they had them. We all saw it. I was there, a lot of you were there, they had them. We're going to talk about that with Jaden Grant coming up. We'll also talk about Utah. Big challenge for Oregon State this week on the road. This segment of radio is brought to you by Jamba. Kick off the college football weekend right with Jamba. Stop by one of your locally owned and operated Jamba locations or download the Jamba app and start earning points now. Jamba, life is better blended. Jaden Grant joining us. How you doing, man? When do you guys leave? Give us an idea, like it's some insight into the life of a college football player. You got a game on Saturday. What's kind of the itinerary for you guys when you you know you bus out, you fly out? Yeah, it it, it kind of depends on what time you leave. Um, I think tomorrow we'll probably leave around one two p.m. So wake up, have like a a seven thirty wake up call. Um, basically, go to breakfast, uh, go to meetings, team meeting. And then uh, go hit a walkthrough, and then after walkthrough, you have like 45 to like an hour and a half, you know, to gather your things or go home or do whatever, and then come back, hit the bus, and then head to the airport. The way that you guys travel, uh, you know, is it you know, is it different than when you like you're you're going on a trip with family or friends somewhere, and you you're going through TSA and all that? Uh, yeah, it's different because we charter. So we, we fly out of Eugene, so we drive down there and then, um, you know, pull right up. And sometimes, you know, everybody goes through security. Sometimes it's just, you know, a few people, so that's nice. And then uh, we actually get Jamba Juice, you know, right before we get on the flight. There you go. See? Like that. Jaden Grant with us. All right, how do you decide who sits where? Do the veteran players get the good seats? Like who the big guys get the good seats? Like how, how who decides that? Yeah, that's all. My guy DVD, he, he chooses the seats every year. Like that. You know, you want to know a story about DVD? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so DVD was about nine years old, and for listeners, Daniel Van Der is the director of football operations at Oregon State. DVD was nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We grew up in the same small town in California, and DVD played on my dad's little league team. And I would umpire the I would umpire those games, Jaden. And so I was behind the plate. DVD would be at bat. My brother would be on like second base. And now all these years later, I look over and that guy's running the show over at Oregon State. <laughs> yeah, DVD's the man. He's been he's been there in Corvallis for quite some time. You know, knows the area. Um, and you know, everybody who I, I know has been in contact with him or knows him, you know, only has great things to say about him. So, he shout knows out to DVD. Yep, he knows everything, man. And you know, I asked him the other night. You know, he he has never been to a college football game as a fan. And I said to him, like, have you ever just gone to a game? And he's like, I've never never went to a game because he went to San Jose State and football wasn't a big deal there at that time. And 
So yeah. uh, it's it's, it's kind of weird. Like the, you're giving him his only college football experience that he's ever had in his life. So uh, let's let's go back to uh, last Saturday night. First of all, it was crazy loud in there. Did it feel that way to you on the field? Uh, yeah, it definitely was loud. You definitely could feel, you know, Beaver Nation in the atmosphere. And uh, yeah, especially those moments on like third, fourth down. Uh, I remember it being real loud. They seem to be having some trouble getting either getting the play in or hearing at the line of scrimmage. And I, I don't know if that has happened in your time at Oregon State. I can't remember it being a bigger factor than it was Saturday. I want to give some credit to the crowd for that. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. That's that's probably definitely the loudest it's been, you know, since I've been there. Even even with the stadium, you know, being like that, um, definitely the, the loudest and in, in, in the craziest atmosphere, you know, that I've been a part of, you know, at Oregon State. Give us an idea defensively. You guys were lights out for most of the game. Maybe until that last drive that they had, you guys just played really well. What was going right for you? Um, I mean, I think we were just executing the game plan really well. Um, Coach Bray, Coach Blue, you know, he put us in positions to be successful. And uh, we just did a good job of communicating with one another and, you know, executing the game plan. The, uh, the end of the game... You know, it, it it was unfortunate it went the way it went. It had to be hard for you guys. I know a lot of the fans leaving the stadium. I was kind of walking around the stadium, and I could hear them. It was painful. Um, you know, and, and players will always say the losses, you take the losses harder than maybe you celebrate the wins. What did that feel like to you guys, you know, as you walk back into that locker room on Saturday night? I mean, it was definitely, uh, you know, a really uh, tough pill to swallow, you know, with being such a back-and-forth game. Um, but at the end of the day, when you turn on the tape and, you know, even in the aftermath right after the game, um, you know, you have to accept that you, uh, you had opportunities to make plays, you know, to win the game, and uh, you didn't make the plays. They, uh, they ended up making the plays. So um, it is what it is. You watch the tape, you correct it, um, you take responsibility for it, and then you improve and move forward. You get Utah this week. Uh, they uh, talked to Kyle Whittingham, their coach, he mentioned right away last year's film and the fact that you guys ran all over them and blocked punts and you you uh, you threatened to spoil their season a year ago. Um, this game feels big. It feels big for them. It feels big for you guys. What do you see on film? Um, you know the same things that you, you've been seeing for, with Utah for the last you know few years. Just really tough nosed, well coached team. Um, you know, they're going to hit you with a hardball run game, and then they also have a dynamic quarterback, you know, who's really accurate and is also mobile with his feet. So they're definitely explosive on offense, and I know they're a well-rounded team, you know, on defense and special teams as well. So it was going to be a really big ta- a really big challenge for us, you know, to go in there on the road in a hostile environment, and, you know, like we always do prepare to win. You guys – seem to be up for the challenge with Caleb Williams. You get Cam Rising, another great quarterback this this week, and receivers. Um, you know, when you get a matchup like that, I know you look at film, you're a film guy, but, you know, how much extra is there when you when you get an opponent like Caleb Williams or you get an opponent like Cam Rising and you get an opportunity to get out there and compete? Um, I mean, it's, it's always good when you get to go against, you know, great players like that. But um, when you go to talk about being process-oriented, it all goes back to your own preparation, you know, how you prepare. And, you know, we talk about having faceless opponents around here. And uh, for us, that means just focusing on what we can control, and that's, you know, the in and out, how good can we be on each and every snap. So that's what we focus on every single snap. Um, we try not to – we try – 
we don't try to, you know, think cool we're facing a certain guy or, you know, go harder because we're facing a certain person. We try to, you know, attack each week the same. You guys, you know, are in this thing. And, and I told your coach yesterday, I said, you know, I don't think anybody's going undefeated in conference play. It hasn't happened in 12 years. And so you can have, you, you know, I don't want to say you get a mulligan, you know, but you can get a loss in this thing and still get to Vegas. Uh, you know, I, I, that has to feel good to you guys that, okay, you know, you, you dropped one, but you get an opportunity to come right back and you can do something about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, for us, you know, we talked about all our all of our goals and aspirations are, you know, still within our reach. So you have to take it back to the process and, you know, take it week by week, really. You know, we can't really get caught definitely not thinking behind or, you know, looking too far ahead. Um, you just have to take it day by day, snap by snap. So, um, you know, this week it's Utah. We got a really big challenge, a really tough opponent, and uh, like we say, we've been preparing to win all week. How did that yoga class go this week? I had that that had to be nice, you know. You for people people don't know, Jaden's taking yoga. <laughs> I, I keep thinking yeah, well, about that. I actually dropped it. What? Because. <laughs> Yeah, I dropped it because I didn't know it was Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I mean Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I picked it back up online. Too I rigorous. My practice was at home. <laughs> it was too rigorous. I here I was yeah, driving around. My practice is to home. I've been telling everybody Jaden's living the life. He's got this yoga class now. I got to tell everybody. You know what? He dropped the yoga class. It got even easier. That's that's great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I dropped it, but I picked it back up online. Oh, okay. So you're just doing it at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like me, I'm doing yoga at home as well. Jaden Grant is with <laughs> us. Hey, listen, uh, I really appreciate you joining us every week. I, I, you know, it's, it's a lot easier, I think, to come on and talk and be in a good mood after a win than a loss. But I, I think you guys know. I mean, I think you guys know what the task is in front of you. And I, I got to give you guys credit. Saturday night was a lot of fun to watch. You guys were competing. You were right in there. You guys, Oregon State is right in there with the best teams in this conference right now. That has to feel good to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think for us, we're just trying to embrace the moment. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to really accept the challenge of, of not, you know, just winning every week. But, you know, how good can we be, you know, from an individual level to a team level? So, uh, yeah, it's been really fun being out there with the guys flying around. Um, you know, we had a tough loss last week but obviously you know we're really excited and really looking forward to bouncing back this weekend so we can't wait for it all right i will be there in salt lake uh look forward to seeing you there and good luck to you and travel safe thank you very much there he is Jaden grant king jamba get into your locally owned jamba location ask for the Jaden grant special he's got a drink named after him um a couple of really interesting takeaways there now, first and foremost, he dropped the yoga class, Stephen. He dropped the yoga class, and he picked it back up as an online class. Online yoga, that's that's me watching TV. That's next level. <laughs> so he has no in-person classes now. And granted, he's a seventh-year senior. Don't at me on this one. Seventh-year senior, multiple degrees, just needs to be eligible to play football. He was taking yoga. It was his hardest class. Bo Nix at Oregon heard that Jaden was taking yoga, and he said, you know what, I, sh I, want I was looking for that class too. He didn't get it. So now he has dropped the yoga class. I should have asked him if he has a massage gun. Damn it. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, that's next level. If he has the massage gun while doing yoga, I mean, 
That's good. I mean, I've done yoga while watching TV, so it's like, you know, it's, it's doable. Yoga's, like, very relaxing. I, I probably could use some yoga in my life. If I weren't so busy, I would work in some yoga. <laughs> but uh, have you guys ever done Pilates? No. I haven't done Pilates. I do a lot of yoga, though. You do a lot of yoga? Yeah, it's so easy. You know, like um, it, on YouTube, just look up yoga. Um, there's all sorts of channels, and it's not a big time yeah. commitment, and I could use the stretching. You know, it's helped me a lot. Uh, not as much the meditation part that I'm yeah. not. It's more the stretching. And like Steven said, I'll, I'll have a football game on, and, you know, like it's it's pretty easy. All right, so you, your next assignment, Sean, is to get to a Pilates class. Okay. Because you're going to run in there, and you're going to see some – 78-year-old woman at the front of the class who gets there early, lays her mat out. She looks like she weighs like a buck 18, and she'll, she's the strongest human being on planet Earth. Like, you, you, certain, you soon realize uh, that you're the weakest person in the room. Oh, you should have seen me on the stair stepper today, though. <laughs> I love it. See, that's what we're all about. Uh, were you thriving on the stair stepper? Yeah, what were you, what were you doing there? The stair stepper had no chance today. <laughs> Yeah, all you needed was your Halloween costume. You would have been <laughs> still waiting. I've been checking the mail every day, John. Oh, it's coming. I'll let you know because I uh, I got a uh, I got a confirmation of the order while doing so. yoga or Pilates. In That's the Halloween right. Costume. That's right. <laughs> He's just thriving, man. He's just thriving. Leave it here. Our Pac-12 picks coming up. Plus Anna's popping in and a shark story you'll want to hear. Back to the bald face truth with John Canzano. Peter Sampson is up next with The Pulse from 6 to 7 on 750 The Game. We're going to talk some college football coming up on the show. We're going to give our picks for the week, see if we agree or disagree. I had a great week last week with the picks. If you are a degenerate gambler who follows my advice... You did really well last week. Uh, I was five and one straight up last week. I'm now thirty and eight, just picking winners. Uh, I was four and two against the spread last week. I'm twenty one and seventeen against the spread. I'm almost ready to quit all my jobs and go to Vegas. Anna, you support me? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Does it sound like a plan? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a long-term winning strategy. I think I'm just going to bet money lines, Stephen. You think I should just play, be playing money line, money line, money line? Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, 30 and 9, don't you 30 and 8. 30 and 8. 30 and 8. Uh, sorry, sorry to, you know, knock you down or <laughs> lost there. but uh, defensive money. Yeah, yeah but uh, no, I mean, if you're doing that, yeah, might as well. You know what my problem is with, with picking winners? Cal. I think I'm, I've lost three in a row with Cal. Of my eight losses, Cal gave me three of them. So whatever your instinct is on Cal, just Go. do the opposite Jerry, next time, just right? Just do the opposite, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised that Steven didn't beat me to that. Costanza. <laughs> um, I want to tell a story here. Oh, wait, here's George. Well, here's your chance to try the opposite. Instead of tuna salad and being intimidated by women, chicken salad and going right up to them. Yeah, I should do the opposite. I should... If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Yes. I will do the opposite. I used to sit here and do nothing and regret it for the rest of the day. So now I will do the opposite and I will do something. There it is. <laughs> the light went on for George. Oh, I love Seinfeld. It's right. just a masterpiece. We're going to talk uh, our picks in college football coming up. Before we get to that... 
Anna, we got to tell a story about the Shark Tank. Do we, though? I, only if they want to hear it. Okay. Sean and Steven, you want to hear the Shark Tank story? I do. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. enough. By the way, we were showing uh, some friends of ours your superpower last night. Yeah. For people who don't know, Steven can take his shirt off like a Chippendale dancer on fast-forward motion. He just rips that shirt off like it's a tearaway shirt. And, it, you know, I've never seen anything more amazing. He put it on Twitter, and he tweeted it out. Tell him your handle so people can check it out. At Steven underscore V-O-N. At Steven underscore Vaughn. V-O-N. Um, so we were showing some friends that last night. Uh, we went, went over to their house to have some dessert. And then the subject turned to <laughs> our shark adventure. Now, Anna... I'm going to tell the story. You feel free to jump in at any time. Sounds good. Okay. So Sounds good. back in the day, this radio show used to go to Hawaii like once a year. And by radio show, I mean they would send the show to Hawaii and we would go over to Maui or, you know, Honolulu or, you know, Oahu or Maui or Kona or whatever. We'd go over to one of the islands, Lanai, and we would do the radio show and we would do a bunch of tourist activities. It wasn't like it was a, it was Hawaii, I'm not complaining, but it was still working because we were required to kind of do the airtime, do the show, talk about things that we did that day. It, it was put on by the uh, Visitors Bureau to Hawaii. I wasn't complaining, but we got asked to do some things that I wouldn't normally have done. One of them was on Maui at about 7 o'clock in the morning, we were summoned to go into a shark tank in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. A real tank out in the middle of the open ocean. So you've seen this on the Shark Week Discovery Channel. You have seen it on social media. They basically have a steel cage that is, uh, you know, 10 by 10 by 10 out in the middle of the ocean. It's tied up to a buoy, and it has some plexiglass around it so that, you know, you can put your hands on the, on the metal cage and not feel like the shark's gonna bite you but the shark's still right there so Ann and I get to this shark thing at you know what were we doing we were sitting in the parking lot I remember sitting out there yeah yeah we got there early because we didn't want to miss the boat and realize well we should probably have something for breakfast we didn't really know how long this excursion was so we went to the nearest convenience store and raided it for things like strawberry yogurt and a blueberry muffin that's right and i know that well specifically okay so because of yeah strawberry of the story and blueberry (laughs) and we sat in the parking lot i remember waiting for the dudes who were the boat owners the shark guides so to speak and then there was another couple there who were just there, and this is what they chose to do on their vacation. So it was Anna and I and this other couple, young couple, and the two shark guys. And they put us in this boat, and it's early morning. It's a kind of a small boat. must have been about a 15-foot boat with an outboard motor. And, you know, they start off putt, 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 putt out of the harbor and into the open ocean, and it's a windy day, which means the water's choppy. Yeah, there were actual white caps. I remember seeing that. I was like, wait, this is Hawaii. Okay, white yeah, caps. It was white caps. And then we also, we also saw a whale. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, because it, it was kind of, it started off kind of cool because it was like, oh my gosh, we're going to see sharks and there's a whale. <laughs> and the whale was breaching and it was, it was pretty cl- fairly close to the boat. Like we could see it. And yeah. 
So it was really exciting when we started out. But as we started to get farther and farther away from the dock out into the ocean, I was getting nervous because I don't like water in general. Like I'm not a water person. <laughs> and so the, as they're getting out there, I'm also starting to get seasick because it was really choppy, kind of up and down, up and down. Anybody who's ever been seasick knows it's terrible feeling right mm -hmm. yeah you, you're kind of powerless against it and you get to the point where you you're kind of willing to do anything to just not be in the boat anymore because you would just rather yeah. you know be in the water yes. uh, anywhere out of the boat would be good yeah looks, looks attractive even around sharks like yeah. i was just ready yeah, to yeah. get out and so yeah. i remember when they got out there they got out there near this buoy and then they they started to be like who wants to go first and i was like me and I was already standing up because I was like, get me the hell out of this boat. Sooner I can get in the water, the, so the sooner I won't feel sick. Because I was ready to honk. Like, I was right on, you know, everybody who's been seasick knows that moment where you're almost welcoming it because you're going to feel better after you do. Yes. So uh, he says, who wants to go first? He couldn't even finish the sentence. I was already, like, diving into the shark tank. And they give you a snorkel and they give you some goggles. So you're kind of like a snorkeler who's out in the middle of the ocean, like far away, like it took about 20 or 30 minutes to get out to this buoy. You're in the depths of the ocean, the Pacific Ocean. And oh, by the way, he's got like these giant Lowe's or Home Depot five-gallon buckets filled with squid and fish heads, and he starts chumming the water. Okay, so you're already sick. He's chumming the water, and now here come the sharks, I'm in the tank. I, I was in the tank by myself for just a bit, and I noted as soon as I got into the tank, it wasn't any better in the tank because you're still bobbing up and down because you're holding on to the steel cage, and it's just kind of <laughs> like, and I was like, this is not good. I'm in the water. He's chummed the water. There are sharks here. I feel sick to my stomach. I can't wait for this to be over. Now Anna's in the cage, and then this other young couple's in the cage, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up, and these other tourists and my wife are going to have to swim in it after I honk. <laughs> now the sharks were cool. What do you remember about the sharks? Uh, very little. I mean, they looked scary enough, but I was so distracted. And see, this is the thing that's like I all my life, all like I had wanted to do a shark dive like this. I, I for a long time was like, oh yeah, that would be so awesome. This is totally something I'm into. But the thing is, you're holding on to the steel bar of this cage that's surrounded with plexiglass, and you're in these choppy waters. So you can imagine that you're riding it up and down like that inside the cage. And at that point, yes, like what we had for breakfast really, really begins to want to like leave our bodies. I, I, I made a conscious decision. I said I can get out of the cage and get back into the boat or everybody seemed to be looking at the sharks. I can just throw up in the opposite direction. No one will see it. It'll float <laughs> off into the ocean. No one will even know. It won't be embarrassing. So... You know, I didn't have much choice. I just threw up. I threw up in the cage. But the thing that was disgusting was I had the goggles on, and I immediately saw strawberry yogurt and blueberry <laughs> muffin floating around me with my stomach acids and everything else that, you know, whatever it is in that throw up. 
And and then for me, yeah. like I have the thing where if I see somebody throw up, it prompts me to throw up. So in addition to already being seasick, I see you throw up and I immediately throw up. And the height of the plexiglass, you're essentially in a giant fish tank yeah. in the ocean. So it's not like... The vomit can't is going out. anywhere. The vomit can't get it's out. It's just swirling around <laughs> inside the cave. So you threw up. Yeah. I threw up. Uh-huh. And the other two tourist guys then subsequently <laughs> threw up. And so and so what we had, it was a shark adventure. Yeah. But I have to think the sharks were just coming by going, what the hell is going on in that <laughs> tank over there? What do these people have to eat on their way out here? And... You know, I felt better after I threw up, but I was still swimming in vomit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was fantastic swimming in, like, you know, it's one thing to swim in, like, your husband's vomit. It's another (laughs) thing entirely to swim in the vomit of two people that you've just met. True love. Yeah. True love there. Uh, By the way, I think the guy had an omelet. Yeah. That's all I can remember there. I can remember there. But there you go. See, guys? But here was the problem. So we have that experience. Then I'm supposed to go back on radio and talk about it. (laughs) In the Visitors Bureau of Hawaii, they're the ones who set this all up. So I had to kind of work around it and go, look, it was cool. You go out there. It was a little choppy today. I left out the part about the vomit because I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to gross anybody out, you know. And also the fact that they're chumming the waters. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I don't really know about how ecologically sound that is to be training the sharks to come to humans because they're going to get fed. I know? think I think the sharks are probably uh, got the <laughs> entertainment of the day out of that thing. But does that make? Do you ever guys ever had an experience like that? Have you ever been out and seen the yeah. sharks in the wild? Oh, I've had an experience like that. I think most people have had some experience like that being seasick. I've never been around sharks, but I had a fishing excursion with my dad and brothers once for Father's Day, <laughs> and we woke up so early like 4 a.m. so I needed caffeine and instead of coffee I decided to have a cotton candy flavored bang energy drink and you can imagine how that went when we got into the middle of the sea just so gross I will never have one of those drinks again (laughs) it's ruined it for you the worst possible thing I could have put in my body before (laughs) going out into choppy waters for a fishing trip it was awful it's making me sick right now Cotton candy bang energy. Did you feel better after you threw up? Like, did it get? Oh yeah, it it always feels better after you throw up. It's so painful, but throwing up really is a cure for feeling a lot better. I think you know multiple different circumstances. Did you catch any fish? That's the main thing. Did you? Yeah. Did you net anything? Yeah, you know, it wasn't. It was one of those fishing trips where, like, you you you're kind of like. We weren't on our own. We were with professionals. Um, I, I believe we did catch some fish. Yes, we had some fish to eat later that night, but I'm not sure it was worth it. I'm not a big fisher. Not really. You, you weren't. You weren't thriving out there. I wasn't thriving out there. Right. That was not why. I haven't been fishing since, and this was like three years ago. <laughs> Steven, you ever get been seasick? Uh, no, I'm not a big water guy, so I don't really. I don't really trust the water very much. <laughs> no, I'm a little. Steven. I mean, I can swim. I could swim to save my life, but. I'm not the strongest of swimmers, so I just don't really trust the water. Doesn't trust water. <laughs> I feel Doesn't like go we to concerts. Be, I think we should be creating a list of uh, things that Steven says. I'm not a mm guy. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not a, a concert not a costume guy. guy. A I'm a not a costume guy. I don't go to movies. <laughs> I've set my ways. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm 35. Really I'm not going to change now. All right, we're going to talk some college football coming up. What I'm saying is, if you get out in the open ocean with the sharks. Make sure that you do it on an empty stomach.
We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.